Hi, this is John Butter, Senior Earnings Analyst at Factset, and welcome to this week's edition of the Factset Earnings Inside Podcast. The Factset Earnings Inside Podcast is based on content published in the Factset Earnings Insight Report, which provides commentary and analysis on corporate earnings for the S&P 500 and is available each week on the Factset website at www.factset.com. We'll start this week's podcast with a preview of the key metrics for the second quarter earnings season for the S&P 500, which is about four weeks away. Then, we'll discuss our topic of the week, which is inflation. Did a higher number of S&P 500 companies than normal discuss inflation on earnings calls for Q1? Is higher inflation having a negative impact on estimated S&P 500 earnings for 2021? But first, let's look ahead to the second quarter earnings season for the S&P 500. Analysts and companies have been much more optimistic than normal in their estimate revisions and earnings outlooks for the second quarter to date. As a result, expected earnings for the S&P 500 for the second quarter are higher today compared to the start of the quarter. In fact, the index is now expected to report the highest year-over-year growth in earnings since the fourth quarter of 2009. Analysts also expect double-digit earnings growth in the second half of 2021. The above-average growth rates for the second quarter and for all four quarters of 2021 are due to a combination of higher earnings for 2021 and an easier comparison to weaker earnings in 2020 due to the negative impact of COVID-19 on a number of industries. In terms of estimate revisions, analysts have increased earnings estimates in aggregate for the S&P 500 for the second quarter to date. We typically look at the change in the bottom-up EPS estimate for the index to measure EPS estimate revisions by analysts. The bottom-up EPS estimate for the second quarter has increased by 6.4% since March 31st. Now, this is unusual because in a typical quarter, the bottom-up EPS estimate usually decreases by 4 to 5% during the quarter. In terms of guidance, more S&P 500 companies have issued positive EPS guidance for the second quarter than average. In determining whether guidance is positive or negative, we compare the projection of the company to the mean EPS estimate of the analysts at the time of the guidance. At this point in time, 103 companies in the index have issued EPS guidance for the second quarter. Of these 103 companies, 66, or 64%, have issued positive EPS guidance. This percentage is well above the five-year average of 37%. Because of the high number of companies giving positive guidance and net upward revisions to earnings estimates, the estimated year-over-year earnings growth rate for the second quarter is higher now relative to the start of the quarter. As of today, the S&P 500 is expected to report year-over-year earnings growth of 61.9% compared to estimated year-over-year earnings growth of 52.2% back on March 31st. If 61.9% is the actual growth rate for the quarter, it will mark the largest year-over-year growth in earnings reported by the index since the fourth quarter of 2009 at 108.9%. The unusually high growth rate is due to a combination of higher earnings for the second quarter of 2021 and an easier comparison to weaker earnings in the second quarter of 2020 due to the negative impact of COVID-19 on a number of industries. All 11 sectors are projected to report year-over-year earnings growth, led by the energy sector, for which a growth rate is not available due to the year-ago loss reported by the sector, the industrial sector at 347%, the consumer discretionary sector at 185%, the financial sector at 116%, and the material sector at 114%. Looking at future quarters, analysts project double-digit earnings growth for the second half of 2021. 
The forward 12-month P.E. ratio is 22.4, which is above the 5-year average and above the 10-year average. And during the week, seven S&P 500 companies, including one Dow 30 component, are scheduled to report results for the second quarter. High-profile companies expected to report second quarter earnings include FedEx and Nike. Now let's move on to our topic of the week, which is inflation. After a decade of economic expansion, during which annual consumer price inflation averaged just 1.8%, consumers are now dealing with price increases of magnitudes they haven't faced in nearly 13 years. Total May CPI was up 5% compared to May of 2020, while core prices excluding food and energy were up 3.8%. For more details on CPI and PPI, please see our article titled, Rising Consumer Prices as Producers Face Higher Input Costs, posted to the Facts at Insight blog last week. In light of this higher inflation, did more S&P 500 companies comment on inflation than normal during their earnings conference calls for the first quarter? To answer this question, Facts that search for the term inflation in the conference call transcripts of all the S&P 500 companies that conducted earnings conference calls from March 15th through June 15th. Of these companies, 197 cited the term inflation during their earnings calls for the first quarter. This is the highest overall number of S&P 500 companies citing inflation on earnings calls going back to at least 2010 and using current index constituents going back in time. The previous record was 163, which occurred in the second quarter of 2018. In addition, the first quarter marked the largest year-over-year increase in the number of S&P 500 companies citing inflation at 138, going back to at least 2010 as well. At the sector level, the industrial sector has the highest number of companies that cited inflation on earnings calls for the first quarter at 48, followed by the consumer discretionary sector at 34, and the consumer staple sector at 26. However, the consumer staples sector at 84% and the materials sector at 75% have the highest percentages of companies that cited inflation on their Q1 earnings calls from March 15th through June 15th. Given the unusually high number of S&P 500 companies that discussed inflation on earnings calls for Q1, in what specific areas did these companies see higher inflation? Is this inflation having a negative impact on expected earnings and profit margins for the full year? Well, to answer this first question, facts that looked in more detail into the comments made on inflation by the 26 companies in the consumer staple sector, as this sector had the highest percentage of companies that cited inflation on Q1 earnings calls. While many of these companies discussed broad-based inflation, higher transportation and freight costs were mentioned by the highest number of companies in conjunction with their comments on inflation, with 15 of the 26 companies discussing these costs. To answer the second question, facts that looked in more detail at earnings guidance and EPS estimates for the current fiscal year for the 26 companies in the consumer staple sector that cited inflation on Q1 earnings calls. Of these 26 companies, 18 issued EPS guidance for either fiscal year 2021 or fiscal year 2022. Of these 18 companies, 13 or 72% either issued EPS guidance above previous guidance or maintained previous EPS guidance for the current fiscal year. On the other hand, only three companies issued EPS guidance below previous guidance for the current fiscal year. Overall, analysts have increased or maintained EPS estimates for the current fiscal year relative to estimates on March 15th for 17 of these 26 companies. In aggregate, the estimated earnings growth rate for the consumer staple sector for 2021 is higher today at 7.2% compared to March 15th at 5.2%. In addition, the estimated net profit margin for the consumer staple sector for 2021 
is also slightly higher today at 6.8% compared to March 15th at 6.7%. For the entire S&P 500, both the estimated earnings growth rate and estimated net profit margin are also higher today compared to March 15th for 2021. Thus, at least for companies in the consumer staple sector, it does not appear that higher inflation is having a negative impact on full-year earnings and net profit margins at this time. Overall, 18 of the 26 companies in this sector stated that they had already increased prices or were willing to increase prices to help offset inflation. A number of these companies also discussed lowering costs and improving productivity as ways to mitigate the impact of higher inflation on the bottom line. This concludes our podcast for this week. Thank you for listening. For more information on the topics discussed today and other market-moving trends, please visit the FactSet website at www.factset.com and check out our full FactSet Earnings Insight report, our FactSet Insight blog, and our Street Account podcasts. And of course, stay tuned for next week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Insight podcast. <music>